Hey everybody and welcome to the Tech Talk Travel Collective Golf and Resort Tech Session today. Uh, we're going to be discussing topics that are related to golf and resort technologies and today in today's session we've got some really experienced panelists who are going to be joining us and first off we've got uh, Mr. Christopher Reeve or Chris Reeve. Chris, great to have you joining us. Chris is a qualified as a PGA professional in 1996 and has worked in all aspects of operations over his career within the golf and leisure industry. And he's actually currently with the Belfry in the United Kingdom. Chris, lovely to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Andre. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're all well. And we also have Mr. Bruno Martins. And Bruno is the Senior Product Manager at Concept. Concept is a member here at Tech Talk Travel. And Bruno has over 25 years experience uh, within this area and has developed with Concept comprehensive reservation management product that includes solutions to manage every aspect of golf and spa and leisure operations. So Bruno, it's great to have you joining us as well. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Andre. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. And finally, we have Matt Roberts. And Matt is the company director at 59 Club. And Matt's a previous um, employee at the Belfry himself. He was there for a number of years as operations manager and head professional before joining the 59 Club. And Matt obviously has a, a deep passion for delivering bespoke training sessions within all areas of the hospitality industry, focusing on service and sales to ensure that venues such as the Belfry maximize revenue and retain customers. So Matt, lovely to have you joining us as well. Thanks for being here. Morning, Andre. Thanks very much. Morning, Chris. Morning, Bruno and everything else. Everyone else logging into the call this morning. Hope everyone's well. Great. And also just for the folks that are tuning in and watching, if you have any questions, um, please don't hesitate to pop them into the comments section. And if you'd like to address it to anyone in particular, please make sure that you tag them in the, in the question so that we know who it's directed to. All right. So gentlemen, we're here to discuss in terms of an open panel about uh, golf and resort technologies. And it's great that we've got such a variety of, of experience with you guys joining us. But I'd really like to try to focus a little bit more on how, you know, on, on insights and best practices and discuss what, what it is to consider when selecting technology for golf and resorts uh, itself. Because, you know, clearly it's going to be slightly different than, than a standalone city hotel or something like that. So um, why don't we start, Bruno, perhaps with yourself? You know, when it comes mm -hmm. to selecting technology and software solutions, what are some of the main aspects that uh, op you know, operators need to consider for, for this particular <laughs> discipline? Yeah. So, Andre, actually, it's uh, not a very easy decision if you, if you kind of think about it in, in terms of cho choosing your technology uh, partner more than anything. And I think that's how you should actually view it. I mean, you should look at really at a vendor that offers a, a complete solution, one that can really provide a truly integrated environment, you know, one that not, not only manages your golf business, but also extend, extends across the outlets in your resorts, uh, whether it being your room reservations, your F&B and activities. You know, something that also is kind of not generally overlooked is um, data privacy and security. The vendor should really have an approach to security and data design first. And, and also from a purely product standpoint and how it's deployed, you should really look at cloud being the preference. Unfortunately, one of the things that COVID has shown us that there's, you know, there's can be some quick uh, changes to the way we, um, to the way we have to interact with guests and protocols uh, changes. So we have to be really uh, agile in that sense. 
Um, and probably the last couple of things will be analytics, right? If the vendor should be able to provide you some form of analytic tool that really helps you uh, analyze that market, analyze the guests, and empowers you know people like Chris to make informed decisions and not you know either acting on instinct or anything like that, right? And the last thing is really you know Monday can provide good support because you know unfortunately in technology things can go wrong and you know you should be should be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, coming from obviously from your perspective as as an operator, uh, what would you consider would be the some of the biggest challenges around technology for establishments like yourselves? What what are like the, the biggest hurdles that you need to get over? Where are there still gaps that you feel like you know we could really do with something more like this? What, what is it that you think is um, are areas of improvement? Yeah, I think following off what Brona said, from our point of view, we have to look at everything as a resort, not just golf. Um, so we'll have different departments that are looking at different technologies and how they all integrate in together and how we then get all that information into one place. It's really difficult to know who your best customer is. We can look at, from a golf point of view, who your best golf customer is, but that then doesn't tell you how many rooms they book, for example, or whether they have any conference business or food and beverage spend. So when we look at new technologies now, it really is trying to get this integration. Will it work with other systems? How do we get financial reports into one centralized system? That is the real main focus that we look at to try and look at who our best customers are and can we get that information to all go together? Yeah. Uh, Matt, would you like to add anything into that from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, we're quite fortunate, really. We work with a number, numerous golf courses and, and you know, very, where they're resorts or where they're kind of just golf club based with kind of members only. Um, and one of the biggest frustrations that we find when we're talking to uh, the general managers or directors of golf or owners is the fact that there is this always seems to be a hole with um, either this doesn't work very well or this doesn't link to this or this doesn't link to this. So anything that is linked up, anything that offers a... Uh, a database that is can be shared that people can get the, the perfect way that they can use their technology there's there's the opportunity out there where all operators are really struggling or sometimes really struggling with this system doesn't do this this system does that and it's yeah. been 10 years now since i was an operator but you know when i was at the belfry it was kind of like we linked to Videla, we linked to this we linked to that we linked to whatever and it's kind of like one big server covers everything else it's like oh my god and if one goes down it's like oh this is carnage so yeah very much so it, it the linking the the the, the ability for, for systems to work together, I would have thought is probably the biggest, the holy grail out there from, from what we look at. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously with, with golf resorts, there's a couple of components that need to be considered. I mean, you've, you've got booking times on the course itself. So you need to manage, uh, and obviously those times have to be um, distributed evenly so that people don't run into each other, I would assume. Mm -hmm. And then you've also got things like ancillary revenues that you could obviously maximize per customer. So it's not just about getting people on the course, but it's also, you know, where can you increase revenues through food and beverage sales and that type of thing. So, um, Chris, from your perspective, how um, do you guys focus on increasing your ancillary revenues outside of what you generate from from the golf bookings themselves? Yeah, so I mean, we're obviously now looking at a newer version of concept. Hopefully, we're going to get into Q1, which will help us get those items on there, paid up front, online. You know, and that's where we struggled at this point, and we know that this is coming. It's definitely something that's in our plan for Q1 next year, where people go on book tea times in advance. At the moment, they've never been able to add a trolley or a buggy or a drinks package or anything onto the booking. And then newer version that we're looking at will have that. So all of that can come in prepaid, we'll know in advance. 
and that's definitely where we're going to use the tech a little bit more and i think also where we look to use the tech is yielding you're not just ancillary spends it's making sure we get the right bookings in at the right price in the right booking window to make sure we maximize our inventory of tea times you know that's really really important to us yeah. Are you seeing the there's a greater usage of um, of mobile technologies as well to, to, to help facilitate that process? For sure. I think nearly everyone now uses their mobile device to, to make bookings. I'm not sure how many use you know PCs anymore versus yeah. mobile phones. Yeah. I think if you're with a group of friends and you want to try and book a tea time, you're definitely going to use your phone over your PC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're able. Are they able to when they're on the course uh, interact with the the clubhouse through their phones as well if they if they need to? Uh, at the moment, you can communicate as in if you wanted to try and book any food and beverage, uh, yep. you can definitely communicate if you wanted to book tea times. Yeah, that's no problem at all. But yeah, after that, it is a challenge. Okay, okay, excellent. Um, all right, um, Bruno. Again, when it comes to managing guest data and preferences, you know, obviously focusing on that component is very, very important for a number of reasons, mm -hmm. obviously security being one of them. What are some of the, the, the ways that, that you guys do that so that um, the resorts where Chris is, for example, can ensure mm -hmm. that the data that they're getting uh, is obviously accurate data and up to date and that the guest preferences or their customer preferences preferences are being met uh, when they're there. Is there, yeah. is there a, a secret source that you guys offer and deliver for that? There's, I guess, there's, I wouldn't call it a secret source, but it's definitely, um, you know, some best practices around that. And we, one of the things that we are strong believers is that, you know, capturing that, that single profile, that single source of truth uh, really allows resorts like the Belfry and so on to capture what the guest needs, right? It comes back to the whole idea of having the one-stop shop, the one full solution, whether it being by having the one, the one environment, the one system, full system, or having integrations such as, for example, between Concepts and, and, and 59 Club. The, touch, the, the, the thing with data, uh, data preferences is that it, uh, it touches kind of a little bit of a touchy subject, which is the subject of compliance, right? We're capturing all this data, so you know, we are also required to get consent from the customer, right? We need to make sure they say, yeah, it's okay to uh, capture my data and it's okay for you to profile me because that's what we're talking about here. We're capturing yeah. their preferences. So it's always obviously something to be, to be mindful of. Now with, for example, and Chris mentioned um, newer version of concept, our, uh, one of our, um, um, Focuses was actually bringing those preferences closer to the reservation screen so that you can actually consult those preferences, being able to actually recognize the guest, finding out when was his last uh, uh, golf round, what was his last um, lesson of golf. So, so it is around that. It's, there's massive benefits in capturing those guest preferences, and hopefully, resorts can capture those and provide you know, uh, improvements on, on their customers' experiences throughout the, the resort while and while they're in the resort itself, not just the golf course, which is also important, making sure those preferences are shareable and viewable across the resort. Excellent. 
Great. Uh, we're, we're getting some um, great uh, audience participation from Brazil, Arizona, Poland. So it's great to see so many people from across the globe joining us. Thanks for, for doing that. And don't forget, if you have any questions for our panelists today, please make sure that you tag them in the comments section so we know who they're for. Uh, Matt, coming to you now, um, what do you feel is the best way that uh, golf resorts and, and also service providers can work to digitize the booking process? Where, where are the things that need to improve and, and what can still be done? I think it's, um, it's been a while since uh, from an operating perspective, you kind of look after that tea booking process, but I think you've got to make it as simple as possible. One of our elements of our mystery shop that we do is we go through the booking process. Now, some of that booking process is going through that, a reservation scheme, so picking the phone up and, 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 uh, and making a reservation, and then you're going to get some uh, confirmation of that booking via written, written confirmation. All this should be automated. It should be really simple. So in other words, Whenever you're making that booking process, you don't want to be drawn out. You also don't want, let's say, uh, an operator then have to go into Outlook to then literally write out an email to say, dear Mr. Jones, thanks very much for your booking. It needs to be automated. But then the quality of that automation is is actually important as well. The, 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 the data that's actually within it, you know, is there a link to the website for directions? Is there a link to the website where you can actually book or reserve other items on it? So if at the moment your tech doesn't do that, is there an opportunity if you wanted to book a buggy here's a link that you can actually go to a part of the website mm -hmm. to do it or there's a telephone number that you can actually pick up and say you book this or book that so the digitalization of kind of, of t-bookings is really important but also the number of golf courses that we're working with at the moment have had some quite interesting times when it comes to um let's call it that booking process some of the uh, more traditional golf courses are very much kind of um like the roll-up mentality where you've actually got a, a number of people, a golfers, that a group of people that roll up in the morning, they want to play golf, etc. And there's a, the traditional side of things that they want that to happen. I would always turn around to, to anyone to say, well, I always wanted to know who's on my golf course, how many people are booked in for today, because then you can then manage your food and beverage outlet. Um, and, you know, I, I was talking to a general manager literally just last week um, that had had through COVID, had to have a booking process in place. As soon as the opportunity presented themselves, the members said, no, we wanted to get rid of that. And that's their choice. That's their prerogative as a members club. And then what happened is she she was off um, on that particular week and literally she's gone into just to go and pick something up from the office. And the food and beverage, the, the, the restaurant is carnage, literally people coming out everywhere. And she said, and, and the members were complaining about the speed and everything else. She said, well, we can really fix this quite easily with the automation of a tea process. I know how many people are booking and I get members of staff that they can be on duty. So very much we analyze that level of service that's being delivered in a, in a golf club or a resort. And if you don't know how many people are rocking up on that particular day to play golf, you, you're very much kind of disadvantaged with, you know, and then you leave yourself open to, to not delivering a, a brilliant level of service. So it's all integrated, whichever way you look at it, the, the easier you make the process, then potentially you can take some of the traditional golf clubs and, and, and move them into booking process and, and understanding who's actually going and you know i mean i, I still i still find it um, amusing sometimes when they say oh, you can play any time between it arrive between 11 and 11 30 and we'll get you on the golf course uh, and then there's 20 30 people on the tee and then it's another half an hour or 40 minutes after that but yeah it, for me it's it, it, it's the more the simple you can make it the easier it is for an operator like chris yeah, I think that that old adage is keep it simple, stupid is always accurate, no matter really what discipline you're focusing on. Um, Chris, obviously with COVID now, based on what Matt just said, you know, with COVID and the and the 
I guess you could call them regulations that uh, we need to follow. Um, is technology serv servicing your, your uh, requirements there as well? Are you finding that uh, you're able to manage the uh, the COVID regulations accurately, and, and because you, you know you can only have a certain number of people in a certain place at a certain time, and everything has to be so regulated. Is it is it possible, or are you still finding that that's uh, a challenge? Um, no, it's still, still possible. I think um, we had rules that were implemented about ten minute tea intervals that we had here in the UK, and, and luckily enough, we were already at ten minute tea intervals, so that made our life a little bit easier. But I think the biggest use of tech that we use was to be able to like matt said with confirmations send the regulations out to people and and manage expectations you know we had to tell people not to arrive more than 15 minutes before their tea time when you're back in the original lockdowns you weren't allowed indoors so you would turn up go in your car walk to, to us check in and outside and go and play golf so we use the tech to get the information to the customers about what will be available when you arrive here what we would like you to do with times that you're arriving so you know even just today we've now in the uk put face masks back in in, in a retail environment so we've had to use the booking system to go to all the customers that are coming to say you will be expected to wear a mask when you come into the shop to check in so we've not found it too challenging we've used it to get the information out to our guests of what is happening when you get here yeah yeah i think that's it isn't it the communication to people is also very key uh bruno when it comes to the guest service mobility how how do you find it's the best way to optimize guest services across all areas within a resort and and how can they best manage memberships and activities by leveraging the available technology so that you know obviously they feel like that everything's being utilized to its fullest potential uh, sure so um, like golf, we, we also have some capabilities around managing activities and, um, and, and memberships. Certainly activities can also benefit from, uh, from being digitized, if you will, whether or being it from an online booking perspective, we touched upon a little bit on, on, on golf, but certainly activities is something that, um, that benefits from there. And overall, if you, if you kind of promote your online bookings, you're really saving time, not only for yourself, but also yourself as the operator, but also as, as the, the consumer. And it really reduces, reduces errors, right? But uh, I know, for example, that Chris books the, some of the tuition, if I'm not mistaken, is, is book, booked through the activity system. So we obviously, we'll, we help there. It's, it's a full on um, inventory system, allowing, allowing the properties to, to control staff schedules and ensuring things like, again, going back to our troublesome COVID, even helps with uh, making sure there's time before the appointment and after the appointment to ensure a cleanup. So certainly helpful, helpful there. Uh, you know, for, with regards to memberships, there's a lot to be to be done from that particular aspect as well. I think that's one of the most crucial analysis you can do in terms of membership is actually tracking those frequent players, right? People that maybe are from around your area that uh, are friends of members, making sure you identify those very same people and actually, uh, you know, reach out to them, reach out to them to be, uh, to actually promoting those, those memberships. So again, a, a lot to, a lot to unpack in that particular sense. But I think overall, if I have to kind of treat golf membership and activities as one, the one thing that I would encourage uh, resorts to promote is certainly cross outlet um, uh, revenue and, and, and promotion, right? If you are online and if you are offering tea time, why don't you offer a maybe a 10% discount on massage 
Why don't you promote your your, um, your function rooms that you have at the resorts when you're coming to to uh, to, to uh, for a day at the spa? So it's the mindset that it is a resort. It is a, an actual. It's not just a golf course. It's not just a spa. So a lot of that should be should be considered, right? Excellent. Okay. Um, Matt, just coming back to you as well, I'd, I'd like to touch on, there's a couple of points still I want to cover, revenue management being one of them, but also before we get there, it's just on the, the importance of analytics in terms of measuring guest satisfaction and um, identifying rooms for improvement there. Um, would you say that this is a, an important topic as well that, that you know, you could focus on? I, I mean, from a hotelier's perspective, analytics is becoming and, and, and real data and, and big data is becoming very, very important. Um, how does it apply in, in, in this environment as well? We, we, it's what we do, Andre, to be mm-hmm. fair. I mean, when we look at kind of the, the, the level of feedback that we get from, from guests. So, in other words, if you're looking to understand kind of how you can improve things. So, you know, we uh, quite often we'll sit in front of a committee or a board and they'll make decisions based on what they feel as though is going to be right for next year. Um, but without data, sometimes you're making decisions but, and, 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 and in the dark. So if you've got data on how um, how your golf course is performing from a um, from an independent analysis, or if you're getting feedback from your members and you're listening to the feedback, the data that you collate from any one of these kind of sources will allow you to make the correct decisions or informed decisions for for the for the for the um, uh, short term future or long term future from the club. If you're going to um, ask opinions then you need to be able to listen to what they're doing i mean you're, you're a very clever person if you can sit in an office and make a decision based on 2022 without asking anyone's opinion or even looking at any data that's come through so we're, we're quite fortunate in the data that we actually collate uh, we do mystery shops in in five different areas across properties you know whether you're looking at hotel whether you're looking at dining whether you're looking at leisure spa um or what it's in golf we can give you the analysis that your team are delivering um, and then you can you can make some best practices and, and you can actually is your team performing the right way you get a benchmark on on what good looks like and then you can uh, it, it becomes really simple of, of how you should or could um, offer change your offering going forward um, one of the things that you know we look at when you you know if I sit down and do some training with 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 any team um, I, I was I did over some training probably two weeks about a, a really kind of nice golf club, um, and we'd been working them for just over twelve months. And uh, halfway through the session, the chef said, "Matt, Matt, this is this is brilliant." I, I, I said, "Why did we do? Why did we not do this training um, when we first joined you?" And I said, "Well, we could have done that training when we first joined you, but twelve months on, I've now got all the themes and the trends and what your strengths and weaknesses are based on the mystery shopping that we've delivered over the last twelve months." which means you sit in there and think I'm the best trainer in the world. And actually what I'm doing, I know your weaknesses. I know the opportunities for you to improve, which allow then me to train in a particular way that you go, wow, that's brilliant. That's exactly what we need. So data from our perspective is always going to be king. If you haven't got the data, then you start to make decisions that are not necessarily informed. And you might have members of staff that are performing brilliantly and you want to be able to give them uh, recognition for that. And you might have members of staff that are not performing particularly well and you want to look at how you can promote or how you can um, develop that in member of staff how are they in the right job are they doing the right position so if you haven't got the data andre and i think most people agree it's a very hard thing to try and make a decision that you can absolutely categorically stand by to say this is this is fact get the data understand what it is so for me understand your strengths understand your weaknesses through through data 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chris, just coming to you now from a revenue management perspective, um, are you finding that you guys are able to define prices based on your occupancy and lead time? And, and, and is that something that's really important for you? And are there any other areas of revenue management that you focus on outside of those areas? Uh, yes, it is really important to us. Um, at a business facility, you have to make sure you're maximizing the use of your inventory. Um, hence why we've been working with Bruno and Concept for a little while. We looked at the um, revenue management tool. It's a little bit different, obviously, when you're looking at hotel rooms. You have your inventory, you sell it by the day, so it's easier to look at. We end up break that down further into tea times because you can't just look at how many tea times you've sold on any given day. Um, you may have sold more in the morning than the afternoon. And if you look at how your occupancy goes up, you need to break that day down into set segments. So we've worked together with the guys and they've actually put that, which is why we're looking at the upgrade in Q1, because at the moment it's very manual. So mm -hmm. I'll look at the T-sheet moving forward for the next two weeks. We'll look at each day, split the day up and then look at pricing accordingly, whereas the new system will then break that down each segment of any given day will then have its own occupancy level and then have its own price values. And once that becomes automated, it saves an awful lot of man hours. Because you once that's working that out, because otherwise it's manually every other day looking at your T-sheet and trying to work out pricing. So is it important to us? Absolutely, yes. It is really crucial to driving revenue up. Right, yeah, uh, as it is with most industries, I'm sure. Okay, we have a question from uh, Brian Utley, who is joining us from Scottsdale, Arizona. Brian, thanks for being here and thanks for your question. He's uh, asking, where do you see mobile check-in technologies fit into your guest member journey, albeit the guest member doesn't physically enter the pro shop to check in where they miss out on retail opportunities? Chris, why don't we start with you on that one? Uh, I think there there, there is... Um, benefits to that with mobile check-in certainly for members if they're frequent player and they're coming here all the time maybe they don't want to queue up in the pro shop to go and check in <laughs> my preference obviously running the shop is i want everyone to go into the shop but i can see uh, there being member opportunities of going in i would definitely want guests to come in i want them to uh, understand what we're offering to them give the team the availability to brief them on how we would hope their day would go and where all the facilities are. But um, I, I do think there is an opportunity for mobile checking yet. Right. Okay. Um, Bruno or, or Matt, do you want to add to that? I do, actually. Um, I think it's important to understand your customer, right? And and, and I say, when I say that, I mean, maybe the, the golf member in the UK is different to the golf member in the US to the holiday golfer that's coming to the Algarve, you know, say Algarve and spend some time, maybe they just, they just want to get up on the course. So there is definitely very definite advantages for uh, mobile pay. Um, you know, we talked about the online platform of being able to book online. Why not just, you know, pay online, rock up, go to the T, show my confirmation letter and the starter um, uh, lets, me, lets me in, lets, one, lets me on the course. But again, Operators like Chris, he's going to say, "Where's where's my chance to sell, you know, to sell some some golf balls?" So there is, it's kind of a double-edged sword. So there's pros and cons, like like, like anything. But certainly, uh, I would see um, use cases and markets where that brings a lot of a lot of value. Yeah, Matt, anything from your side? Yeah, I, I, I I'm the same as anyone. Are you given the opportunity to to get people into a pro shop to generate some additional retail? I want them to do that, and um, you know that. 
you, but you've also, as you say, you've got to listen to your members. We work with a, a very private members club um, that you're not allowed through the door unless, you're, unless your name's on the list. It's simple as that. Mm. So you can't go through the door. So yeah. that checking process. But we actually put a different level of service in. So pretty much there's no real check-in process for it. They'll just walk through. They can go and play golf, et cetera. Um, but what we encourage from a service level, if, if a member is coming to play and he's bringing or she's bringing three guests with them, um, some of the golf courses that are in that ilk are nearly they're going through an additional process they're calling and this is going back probably away from kind of Brian's point here where we're looking at what that that checking process looks like they're calling the member two days before or three days before to say um i know you're bringing three guests with you on thursday would you like us to prepare anything for you are you looking to to put any uh, would you like them to put some shirts in there in, in the lockers? You know, we've obviously going to personalize the lockers for them. Can you provide the three names of the guests that you're bringing? You know, and also what type of clients are they, which may sound really random. So if, if I said, right, I'm going to go for a game of golf with Chris and, and, and Bruno, whatever, we get on really well. So generally it's quite, it's very relaxed. But I also might be looking to sell my company to somebody. And actually, I need to be a little bit more professional. I want the team to be more professional. So the checking in the booking process, I think if you know your members, you know what they want. Um, but ultimately, an additional level of service you can offer quite comfortably. Like just picking a phone up and saying, uh, dear Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, listen, um, I know you're bringing three guests with you on Thursday. Is there anything you'd like us to prepare for you before you arrive? <laughs> and actually, what's happened there, so you talked about revenue, that revenue for uh, identifying kind of three shirts with a, with a club logo on, um, some golf balls in the locker, um, any hire items. You've now got their, their, their names on the buggies. Um, so it's all done. It's all ready. Um, yeah. And actually what that does from a service level perspective is there's an expectation of a member when you arrive on site that everything's ready, everything's sorted. But realistically, you could be the only person in the shop and they say, oh, I'm bringing three guests. I want three sets of golf clubs. I want I want this. I want that. And can also get some, they're going to need to hire some shoes. And all of a sudden, you put yourself in a bit of pressure. So mobile check-in, absolutely fine. No problem at all. But I think if you can offer a different level of service, there's still opportunities to increase revenue for that. Yeah. So the, the upselling opportunities perhaps through the, the mobile seems like an opportunity there because obviously, as Chris was saying, he would ideally love to have people coming into the pro shop. But but given the COVID restrictions as well, that might not be so easy anymore. So if there's yeah. a way that, that whatever you're going to sell or, or, or utilize within the shop can be transferred into a mobile opportunity and then prepared in advance, then I think that could be an opportunity as well. Yeah, very much so. All right, great. We have another question from Goncalo Santos, who's um, asking if we believe that the guests or members are willing to accept golf technology to be part of the whole playing golf experience, or is it still a conservative environment? And what sort of technology is now part of the day-to-day -day of a general golf player? So, Chris, I might lean on you with that one again, because I think that could be a good one for you. Uh, I, I think... Definitely the guests and members are, are willing to look at technology um, as the whole golf experience. I think there's a lot more online bookings. I think certainly now with members trying to get on their tee times, they we offer a, a longer booking window if you book online. So they're definitely willing to, to use that and accept that. I think they need to use it for their handicapping systems. I think members like to use it for communication between each other. Certainly now, um, even with GPS devices, there's lots mm -hmm, of scoring for competitions there's lots of tech when you actually think about it what the members or guests 
use, you know, even to the point of GPS screens and buggies. I mean, there's lots and lots of tech that's there that maybe you don't even realize you're using. It's, it's not all about the booking experience or trying to sell. I think there is guest enhancement that uses tech as well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Berta, would you want to add anything to that as well? Absolutely. I think uh, Chris touched on, on a few of the points for sure. Um, you know, a lot of the pace of play uh, technologies that, that are out there. And you're also seeing kind of the, uh, the rise of technology with, with wearables, where the golfer is using his watch to, to monitor his position on, 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 the on the course. So I think to kind of go towards what Gonzalo was saying, I mean, you know, uh, golf is, is a sport of, of tradition, right? It is uh, nowadays um, a much more diverse sport. You see a lot of younger, younger players and I think that's only normal that, you know, the adoption of technology will be will be more frequent. Right. You know, maybe that that, you know, that 18 to 35, uh, you know, structure of, of, of players will are now happy to maybe to buy an app to put on their phone to track their game before there's no really interest. And maybe only a few of them would use it if it was free. But now even people are willing to pay for it, for, for that to to in the hopes that they have a better experience or even better that actually helps them on their on their golf game. So yeah, I do see a, an adoption there. Okay, great. And, and I mean, just focusing on the guest experience, I would imagine that there's kind of two experiences that you guys need to cater for. You've got obviously your member experience, and then you may have your, your guest experience, people that just come for a hit, and they're not necessarily the members. Mm -hmm. So how do you um, best identify those player profiles and and what opportunities can you reach out to with the guests to ensure that future offers are being provided for them that, dif that can't differentiates that service why don't we start with bruno sorry i should we're waiting for the, we were waiting for your cue andre yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> but but yeah I, I think it's important that we have um we have good analysis. I'm going to call it categorization of your of your players, right? We talk. We know that there is members. We know that there's guests. But actually, we can go a little bit further in categorizing those, and that actually helps you understand a bit of the trends on on, on and, and probably set up a, a strategy towards uh, catering for that, right? I think it's quite important to go beyond. And we talked on the subject of analytics, and Matt brought that brought that, and I think that's very important to actually be able to categorize who your golfers are, and obviously at the same time capture their preferences so that you can actually mount a proper a proper strategy for your for your uh, business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah, for me, I think we, we're always now looking at, uh, like I touched upon at the start, you know, working out what who your best customer is, what their trends mm -hmm. are, yep. and if we can use profiles for retail spend to understand what products they buy, what they like, then if we can push offers their way. I know that, that that technology is definitely coming about and being more prominent to the point of even with mobile devices having push notifications. So if we know Bruno walks, walks into the shop, most times he comes in, he buys a sleeve of Titans golf balls. If we have a deal on, he walks through, he recognizes his device and we send him a push notification that, oh, hi Bruno, welcome back. These balls are now on offer. You know, so I know that technology is is there and it's out there and it's coming about and i think that's where i can i can see it going and profiling is definitely key if we don't have you as down as a profile customer we we're never going to find yeah. you like yeah matt would you like to add anything to that because i think from a loyalty perspective that's obviously very important across any business it's maintaining that that that, that connection with your your 
member or your guest if you're a hotel and making sure that you're giving them in advance what it is you know that they would like. So uh, it, it's always a tricky one, but uh, do, you, do you have anything to add to that? Because loyalty plays a big role in any business, really. We, we, and it's probably, it's a little bit kind of away from the kind of tech side of things, but a bit more of the analysis of the service level. But during a, during a tea time call or during a reservation, you should be asked if you've played at the property before. Um, mm -hmm. and if you haven't got a search opportunity. So if you're, Andre, let's say you, you, you're the first time at, at my golf club, I need to make sure that I've given you all the information that of the facilities that are available to you when you arrive. Chris might have played at my golf club kind of a hundred times, so he kind of knows what it is. So there's a, from a service perspective, we would always in, encourage every single property that offers a visitor and a guest experience or a visitor and a member experience that you are looking to profile. And going back to that kind of previous kind of members club, you know, they, they know when something arrives in the shop that let's say um, one of their members is 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 a big fan of, but it's, it's a type of shirt or it's a brand they're really, and a new brand arrives. I mean, I, I get notifications on my phone now about a, a retail environment that says, oh, we've just got this brand new in. I'm like, oh, brilliant, I'm really interested in it. It's a brand that I'm, I'm very familiar with. But I, I think the profiling is really important um, and also not to sell to the wrong people. You know, if you've got mm. a member that doesn't like it um, and doesn't not interested in it, then you, you actually can really damage an experience um, by by offering the wrong thing to the wrong person. So the more you can profile that individual, um, the better levels of service that you're going to offer from a from an operator's perspective. Yeah, 100 yeah, percent. All right. Excellent. Uh, the other thing I, I kind of wanted to focus on was when it comes to, you know, online booking solutions or booking for for golf it really shouldn't just really apply to the actual tea time or, or the time that you're actually on the course i mean you could in theory also book lessons and and other activities that might be available through uh through the technology chris am i right i mean that that should be part of the process right absolutely i think you should be able to yeah, book all of that and the challenge is always whether you can do it all from the same platform all at the same time uh, yeah. That is definitely something that we will be looking at in the future. We have an online booking platform for driving range based. We have a, a booking platform for lessons and custom fit sessions and in particular times. The, the challenge is trying to book all of those together. Can you book a driving range bay, a lesson before you go out or, or after you finish golf and book a tea time at the same time? I mean, that would be, I think, to improve the customer journey. And that's not quite there yet, but. We do have the online booking ability for all of those segments, but they're not all together in one place. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. What about reporting, Bruno? I mean, obviously, from a hotel's perspective, reporting is also very important. Getting all of the booking information, booking data, occupancies, and things like that. <laughs> I would assume the same would apply to, to golf courses as Absolutely. well, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, are there, but are there any specifics that should be available, or is it fairly consistent with with what would what would be available within a hotel or a resort type of reporting profile? Mm -hmm. I think honestly, uh, I've, uh, I've what I've learned over the years is it all depends on the golf manager, right? Each of the golf managers have has their, their preference in terms of what data they want to to analyze. You will certainly find the the common ones, which is your your uh, average green fees and obviously your peak tea time of the of the day of the week and so on, but that's that's the beauty of and I mentioned this during the the, the beginning of the presentation the beginning of the actually having some sort of analytics tool 
that allows you to actually capture that data, even tailor-made that data, right? Because I can provide 100 reports, but chances are both manager maybe is looking for that little bit, uh, you know, extra, that little bit different. And I think it's important to have that tool that kind of gets that to them. And if you are operating in um, in a resort environment as opposed to being a, a standalone golf course, I think it's important as well to capture and report on on the actual number of players that are staying in the hotel that are actually playing golf. So capture, having that capture rate, that actual mashup of data between that, I think it's, it's very important. The same is true, for example, and obviously this is not on topic, but you know, for spa and other activity areas, right? Yeah. You do want to find out if those amenities at the hotel are being used um, by your guests. Are we promoting this accurately? Are we not? And, and certainly, you know, that will ultimately help you drive some business and understand that if your strategies are, are obviously aiming at the right at the right kind of profile. Yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, focusing on, as you say, profile, single guest profile, if you're a resort type of um, environment, you really do want to be able to have that single guest profile where you can share that across <laughs> all of the different uh, platforms or, or, or disciplines within the environment. As you said, spa, golf, it yeah. could be a number yeah. of different things. Um, Matt, just coming back to you, how, how do you guys um, capture player data which that then flows into you is there any do you guys focus on that as well is that important for for what your uh focus is or is that uh excuse me one one of our one of our questions within with our mystery shop is that it was our data was our data collated in any way so during a tea time called a reservation and then what you then what you've done with that data um how you've used it across the resort probably one of the biggest frustrations um is that you'll get a guest that will arrive at your golf club for the first time or resort for the first time and you get during the tea time calls someone said have you have you been here before and no i haven't okay fine and then you arrive at the arrival and someone says have you been here before and like no i haven't and then you go somewhere else and someone says, is this your first time here do you know what it is my first time here and you get really frustrated you get this level of service build up but by using information from that tea time call or that reservation from the hotel to understand the client, to say, good morning, what time are you playing this morning? Is it Mr. Martins? Yes, sir. Mr. Martins, welcome back to the golf club. We know you've been mm-hmm. in a number of times before. Lovely to have you back with us on site again. Really hope you enjoy your stay. If you need a reminder of any of the facilities on site, we'd love to help, to help with that. So how you get the data and what you do with it is really important. It's I'd liken it to use the data. If you're going to take the data, use the data. You know, the amount of times you go to a restaurant, someone walks up to you after kind of five minutes and said, is everything all right with your food? And then they walk around and turn away again without really doing anything with that information. Actually, that's the chef. That's You want to take that information back to the chef to say, just been to table four, they've loved what they've eaten, it was fantastic, really nice, or it's a bit spice or this, whatever. How do you collate feedback? And you know, one of the things that we've got, um, or that we, we're trying to really push people in now is, uh, in, in giving information so members opportunity for your golf club to actually give feedback on the pace of the green or the or the, or the, the facility and how well it's being cut a general manager in this day and age unfortunately is so busy and, and stuck in within a, within an office the the information that you get provided from the golf course doesn't necessarily need to come from your greenkeeper come from your members giving mm-hmm. them an app to then say, look, I've just, I've just played down the third hole. Um, definition was this of the fairway. I've seen some damage, seen some whatever. And you can collate that data over a period of time and you can create themes and trends. Is your greenkeeper delivering your golf course as it should be? Um, and you've got to be able to get the data. You've got to be able to use it effectively. And if you're not, I would say, what's the point in taking the data in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, excellent. Well, gentlemen, we are coming up to uh, the end of our time. So before we wrap it up, I just would like to put out there to our audience again, if you have any final questions or comments that you'd like to have for our panelists, please uh, pop them into the comments section. Um, but while we're wrapping everything up, Chris, let's start with yourself. Uh, what would be some of the key takeaways that you would uh, like to, to offer for the audience, audience based on our conversation today? And, and how do you think that this process can best be managed from an operator's perspective? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, you need to use the tech that's available to you, which suits your business to try and get you as, as much data as possible. And I think I was chatting to Matt before. Yes, you can get a lot of data and you need you could get bogged down by that data, but that data can give you trends, you know, and trends is really what you're looking for out of the data. I mean, in a good or a bad way, you know, you can get feedback that's good. You can get feedback that's bad. You can get bogged down by individual feedback, but really using the technology to your advantage, making sure you're maximizing your opportunities. And it will give you an insight into what's going on in your business, because you know, even with Matt 59 Club, I was convinced that this last 12 to 18 months, our customer service level was going to diminish because of all the restrictions that were upon us. And actually, when we looked at our feedback from mystery shoppers, that wasn't the case. But you know, I was convinced that that was going to be the case. We made it really difficult because of restrictions. You can't do this, can't do that. So actually, the information that came back made us realize we, we were doing better than I thought we were. So yeah, use it to your advantage, definitely to maximize all your opportunities for sure. Pleasant surprise then, that's good to hear. Bruno, from your perspective, what, what would you like to, to close out with? I think that, uh, you know, uh, first of all, it's been a really great session. So thank you. Thank you for the invites. But, um, you know, I think what of, a lot of what we discussed today will hopefully uh, help guide and provide some thought leadership for those who participated. But for me, what I would suggest really to all operations is, um, you know, above all, look, listen, learn and actually act. Right. So there's again, Matt mentioned it. Chris mentioned there's no point in capturing all this data if you're not going to do anything, anything with it, right? So we're gathering all these, all these valuable feedback, uh, you know, from our guests. So it's, it's will be up to the operations to really, truly act upon them and and help the, you know, the help to actually provide a differentiated level of service, which ultimately will will bring uh, the belfries of the world, which are which are certainly referenced in, in the golfing world and beyond, you know, a, a different level of service. So that's kind of my takeaway from this. Okay, thank you. Wonderful. And Matt, from your, your side? Mine, ours is, <coughs> mine's really simple, really. You get, listen to your customers. Listen to what people are saying. Um, understand that don't take, sometimes don't take it personally. No one's, trying, no one's got an axe to grind. Yeah. Um, generally, kind of, if you get given some feedback, it's because people are giving you um, some feedback on, on their experience. It might be positive, it might be negative. Do something with it and provide, you know, provide your members or provide your visitors with, with the opportunity to talk to you. Because we'll tell you that probably 85% of all of all people that are not overly happy with an experience don't leave any feedback. Uh, they just walk away. They don't come back again. And that's your biggest frustration. So deliver feedback as much as you possibly can. Very good. Great advice. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, listen, I've really enjoyed this session. I have to admit, I'm not a, a golf fanatic by any means, but it's been a very enlightening conversation from my perspective. And I really appreciate you taking the time for joining us. Chris, especially, I know you're busy uh, cleaning snow off the course from yesterday. So best of luck with that. And I hope you get some people back out. And I hope you guys have a, a, a very successful 
uh, Christmas period and that, 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 uh, yeah, everything works well for you in that perspective. And Matt and Bruno, thank you both as well for thank joining you. us. It's really been Thanks interesting another. talking with you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay. And to you, the viewer, thank you for tuning in um, and keep an eye out for our next collective session. And uh, until then, it's bye for now. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Thank